Coming up on BBP News, former President Trump was arrested in Manhattan. There are tons of details surrounding that. Gas prices could be on the rise once again. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. It is Friday, April 7th, 2023. We're back for another news episode. Chris is here with me. Say hi for them, Chris. Hi. (laughs) You sound so excited. Let's get started in the normal Friday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 70 degrees, with a mostly clear weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is raining, 63, with a mostly cloudy weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is clear, 49 degrees, with a mostly cloud or mostly clear weekend. And in New York City, it is mostly cloudy, 59, with a clear weekend. All right. So, as you can imagine, we have tons to talk about this morning. A lot to get into. Chris, jump right in for us. On Tuesday, former President Trump was officially under arrest and was processed in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Moments before he arrived at the DA, he posted on Truth Social, his social media platform, saying, quote, heading to the lower Manhattan, the courthouse seems so surreal. Wow, they are going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America. MAGA. The former president's arraignment began at 2.15 Eastern Standard Time. After the arraignment, we found out the former president is being charged with 34 counts of falsifying business records. The indictment was unsealed shortly after being 16 pages long, plus 13 pages of facts. We saw the president walk in at 2.28 p.m., and his lawyers say that he is frustrated and upset. They added that there is nothing in the indictment that surprised them. In his own words, he pleaded not guilty to all 34 counts. The judge did not issue a gag order, but did warn Trump, his lawyers, and the prosecutors to slow down on the redirect. He walked out at 3.26 p.m., and after he left, the DA held a press conference, and later that evening, the former president spoke. 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree are what he is facing in the New York in New York, according to the unsealed grand jury indictment. As we said, he pleaded not guilty to all charges, but according to the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, this is not just about the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels. 34 business records, uh, 34 false statements in business records, and we're concealing criminal conduct. These are felony crimes in New York State. No matter who you are. Yes, the indictment talks about the infamous payment to the adult film star and the alleged falsification of business records that came after, but it also talks about other so called hush money payments, including one for $30,000 to a doorman who alleged in 2015 that the former president fostered a kid out of wedlock. Now, that story turned out not to be true, but the payment to keep it quiet ahead of the 2016 election, according to prosecutors, was part of a so-called catch-and-kill scheme between then-candidate Donald Trump and former fixer Michael Cohen and David Pecker, the then-CEO of American Media Inc., the former publisher of the National Enquirer. A scheme to buy and suppress negative information to help Mr. Trump's chance of winning the election. 
As part of this scheme, Donald Trump and others made three payments to people who claimed to have negative information about Mr. Trump. To make these payments, they set up shell companies, and they made yet more false statements, including, for example, in AMI, American Media Incorporated's business records. DA Bragg says that former President Trump for months repeatedly falsified business records of those payments for one specific reason. Simply say that the payments were a reimbursement for Mr. Cohen's payments to Stormy Daniels. To do so, to make that true statement, would have been to admit a crime. So instead, Mr. Trump said that he was paying Mr. Cohen for fictitious legal services in 2017 to cover up actual crime committed the prior year. In order to complete the scheme, they planned to mischaracterize the repayments to Mr. Cohen as income to the New York State Tax authority. Under New York law, most nonviolent felonies like this must be charged within four years of the alleged misconduct. But legal experts say that there are circumstances in which the statute of limitations clause can be paused, including in the time period of which a defendant moves out of the state. And of course, former President Donald Trump was in D.C. starting in 2017 and then moved to Florida while still in the White House. Former President Trump responded to the 34 counts in a nearly one-hour speech at his Mar-a-Lago home. There's no case. There's no case. They kept saying, there's no case. Everybody said, this is not really an indictment. There's nothing here. My lawyers came to me and they said, there's nothing here. They're not even saying what you did. Then he suggested the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, should be actually the one charged. criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information. <laughs> for which he should be prosecuted. Or, or at a minimum, he should resign. Then he talked about the judge. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris. And it was actually reported in early 2022 that the judge's daughter's consulting firm did indeed work for numerous high-profile Democrat campaigns, including the vice president. The New York State courts say that he was randomly selected to oversee the grand jury of this case and due to that would preside over the Trump case. He was also selected to oversee the case against the Trump organization and the DA has no say in which judge is actually assigned the case. According to the transcript of the hearing, the judge did not issue a gag order like we said before, but he did tell Trump and the prosecutors to refrain from making any comments that would cause violence. Violence. For the record, there was no mugshot taken of the former president, though the Trump campaign is now selling an official t-shirt of a fake Trump mugshot that says not guilty for $47. The Speaker of the House and President Biden are waiting to see who blinks first on a standoff on the debt ceiling and the possible default on our debt for the first time in our nation's history. Things are heating up. The Speaker Kevin McCarthy sent a letter to the president saying if the president isn't willing to play ball, the House will move forward on a dual bill that would raise the debt ceiling and require serious budget cuts on social programs. We told you about the House Freedom Caucus cut proposal in early March, and they say a lot 
of those proposals are included in the McCarthy plan. The White House fired back releasing a state-by-state reality check on what programs you can use that may actually be cut if the McCarthy debt ceiling budget cut bill is passed through Congress. And this would include things like stripping lots of SNAP benefits, reducing the number of preschoolers that can qualify for Head Start programs, reducing Pell Grants, cutting some federal housing assistance, worsening SSI Medicare assistance wait times by reducing staff positions, and more beyond that as well. The White House says that the debt ceiling and budget negotiations are two totally different things and that they need to be dealt with separately. The president said that if the speaker wants to negotiate budget cuts, that's fine. The president is willing to have those conversations. But he said the speaker cannot combine the two and hold the debt ceiling and the credit of the United States hostage to force budget cuts. Gas prices have been relatively low, but that could be changing very soon. The national average for a gallon of gas is $3.51, but brace yourself, that could be going up, which then could make inflation worse. In a surprise announcement over the weekend, OPEC Plus said they plan to cut oil production by more than a million barrels a day from May through the rest of 2023. That is on top of 2 million barrels cut a day reduction announced last October. Well, because of this, the cost of oil shot up almost 6%, bringing the price of oil to about $80 a barrel. Just a few weeks ago, for reference, the price of oil was $67 per barrel. Inflation will play into this as well because gas prices go up and the demand remains high. The cost of goods goes up too because producing those goods is more expensive. Transporting those goods is more expensive and contributes to raising costs across the board. How many times have you had a subscription just auto-renew and you're like, ugh, I meant to cancel that, only to find out that it's impossible to find the place to actually cancel it? True story, I've actually had to cancel cards because you can't cancel the subscription. (laughs) Enter the click to cancel. The Federal Trade Commission just proposed a new rule that would require sellers to make it as easy for consumers to cancel their enrollment as it was to sign up. And it would require three main things. The first, a simple cancellation mechanism. For example, if you sign up online in one step, you must be able to cancel online in one step. Secondly, you know all those upsells that you get when you actually try to cancel? Well, this new rule would still allow the company to pitch you an additional offer or a modification to your subscription when you're trying to cancel it, but only if you agree to hear them. And lastly... It requires sellers to provide an annual reminder to consumers enrolled in subscriptions or memberships, aside from physical goods, that is, before they are automatically renewed. The FTC says that this new rule is an offshoot of the 1973 negative option rule, which is used to fight unfair or deceptive practices related to subscriptions, memberships, and other recurring payment programs. 
The FTC says that this new proposed click-to-cancel rule needs to happen because right now, the current patchwork of laws isn't consistent enough across the country to protect all consumers. At this point, this is just a proposal. The FTC is looking for your comments. As soon as this proposed rule is posted to federalregister.gov, you will be able to do that, and that comment period will last 30 days. We have to talk about the Chinese spy balloon again. Why? Because the Pentagon is talking about it. There has been some new reporting out this week from multiple sources saying that China was indeed able to use the balloon to hover over sensitive sites, collect, and then transmit data back to the PRC. The Pentagon's response not confirmed that there was real-time transmission back from the balloon back to the PRC at this time. As of right now, we're still doing an assessment of what exactly the intel was that China was able to gather, but we do you know that the steps that we took um, provided little additive. Now, what she's saying is that the Pentagon isn't confirming the balloon was able to transmit anything back to Beijing. And they were confident in the measures that they put into place once the balloon entered U.S. airspace to stop any further collection of sensitive data. And she's saying because of those measures, the data the balloon may have collected was, in her words, of limited added value to the data China already collects from satellites. She did confirm the FBI is still investigating the balloon's pieces that were collected from the bottom of the ocean. Getting into rapid news, a bipartisan group of House lawmakers are slated to meet with CEOs of Apple, Disney, and Microsoft to discuss challenges and opportunities for America's businesses that operate in China. And Idaho Governor Brad Little has signed into law a bill that makes it a crime for adults to help minors travel to other states for abortion care without parental consent. Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news? All right. So we know if you've ever been skiing before, especially if you've been on like a legit ski mountain, like you go to Colorado or, you know, into the real mountain ranges, right? It can be a dangerous place. Even your smaller mountains can be a dangerous place. And we kind of got to see that on full display in a video from a skier who was going down the mountains in Washington state when he happened upon the snow drift and kind of, you know, had a bit of a face plant. But that face plant actually ended up saving the life of a snowboarder who had also gotten stuck in a nearby snow drift and into a clump of trees who was buried head first in the snow drift and couldn't get out and subsequently couldn't breathe the skier once he recovered after his fall actually managed to catch a glimpse of the snowboard because regularly going down the mountain if you're just going by you never would have saw it the trees were actually blocking any view of the snowboarder or his board but because he fell into that drift he was able to actually see it and managed to get over the snow over to the snowboarder and dig him out and so he legitimately saved his life because he crashed. Um, and, you know, he's then posted videos after that just trying to help people understand how to keep others safe on the mountain, how to stay safe yourself. And it's just a, a real case of, you know, accidental heroism, I'd say. You know, I want to say that's kind of cool, but also, like, I feel like if I say that's kind of cool, I'm saying it's kind of cool that someone almost died and it took <laughs> someone else crashed to save their life. You know, it's just, like, so coincidental. If the skier Happy had... For a reason. Yeah, exactly. If the skier had just 
gone about his time on the mountain, hadn't crashed, you know, who knows what would have happened. The snowboarder may never have made it out. But because he crashed, because he found that snow drift, he was able to save, save the snowboarder's life. Like you said, it happened for a reason. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode, everybody. We will be back here Sunday morning for what to expect for the week of April 9th. I don't know why saying April sounds so weird to me, but <laughs> we will be back here then. Until then, everybody, enjoy the start of your weekend. Bye, guys.